Football is back and right now Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. We've got wall-to-wall Premier League football with games being played nearly every day and with Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch all the games live with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan, aka FPL General, recording on Thursday night just after Chelsea beat Manchester City 2-1, which has sealed the Premier League title for Liverpool. So as a Manchester United fan, it was a good idea for me to log out of Twitter and get stuck into recording this podcast instead of having to watch all the Liverpool fans gloating. So that game brought Game Week 31 to a close and we've got a very quick turnaround again. These deadlines continue to come thick and fast. We've got another deadline Saturday morning, 11.30 UK time. So it's another midnight recording session for me to get this out there as early as possible on Friday morning. So you've got time to listen to it before you make your decisions for the upcoming game week. It's going to be the usual format like last week. The shout-outs, first of all, a game week review, watch list update. I'll answer some Twitter questions and I'll finish with transfers and captaincy for game week 32. If you're not yet a subscriber to The Athletic, you can get a free trial, a free 30-day trial, by visiting theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. Looking at the minutes played, in game week 31 surprisingly no shout outs this week no 59 minute appearances there was a couple of guys that were very close Delhi Ali and Benjamin Mendy both registered 58 minutes so they were they were the closest actually going back to game week 30 last week there was one game left after I recorded the podcast last week the Burnley Manchester City game hadn't yet been played and there was actually actually a late joiner to the 59th minute club on that one Jay Rodriguez welcome to the club um he was so he's the only one uh, since then Riyad Mahrez and Fernandinho were very close in the same game in that one but both of those guys got to that 60 minute mark to get themselves that extra point each although Fernandinho has thrown them away tonight with that ridiculous handball so that's the shout outs Jay Rodriguez the newest member so hopefully we'll get a few more in game week 32 on to how my game week 31 went. It was a very good one. Going back, you know, I had I had my my old troops back after my free hit last week. Free hit was a disaster last week. I I managed to unlock a new FPL achievement badge, getting getting a red arrow when you use your free hit in a double game week. So I dropped about two thousand places in game week 30, but I've made it back now with with the troops back. I got 93 points this week which seen me rise from 50k up to around 33k. So a nice little rise and heading in the right direction, hopefully to get that top 10k finish by game week 38. I would be very, very happy with that. And it should be achievable from, from here at 33k. 
who did well for me it was it was it was very good all across the board eight out of my starting 11 returned points for me pope with a nice 10 pointer just so reliable this season back three all delivered as well the liverpool double up of trent and robertson came in with 14 points and nine points respectively and matt doherty continues to bring in the points another six pointer for him Captain Mo Salah in the end. I was wavering a little bit last week just before the deadline. I had I moved it around a few times. It was on Bruno Fernandes at one point. It was on Calvert-Lewin at one point for that Norwich game. But in the end, I decided just to go back to what my original plan was, was to captain Salah in that Crystal Palace fixture. So that worked out well. 22 points for Mo. De Bruyne came in with eight tonight with his stunning free kick. Bruno Fernandes and Harvey Barnes let me down, three points and one point. Uh, Jimenez Rashford, nine pointers from both of those guys, and Calvert-Lewin didn't get anything against Norwich, which was a bit of a surprise. So all in all, 93 points, healthy green arrow, on to game week 32, and hopefully we'll follow it up with another green arrow. I'm glad, you know, looking back now, I'm glad I resisted the urge to, to use unlimited transfers back when the game reopened and you know what I did just trust the players I had I'm happy to have them all back now and they've duly paid me back with a very healthy green arrow a quick watch list update following game week 31 now I haven't made very many changes to the watch list this week I think I've only added four players and I've removed four players so I'll be able to mention all of them this week rather than just picking out a few so the first two are Manchester United players uh, I've already I already had Maguire and Pogba on my watch list. I already own Rashford and Bruno Fernandez. So now there's two more guys I'm interested in. Juan Bissaka at 5.3 million is one of them. He got the assist for Martial's first goal. So it's I've kind of been eyeing, eyeing up a Manchester United defender. I was going to I've got double Liverpool defence. And when the game reopened, I kind of had it in the back of my mind that I would move away from one of those Liverpool defenders, most likely Robertson, once the league was won and moved to a Manchester United player uh, defender just to free up some cash. Now, Martial may throw a spanner in the works there. He's the second player I've added to my watch list this week from United as well. So now I've got the question of do I follow through with my plan of getting a defender or do I triple up in attack which I'll talk about more later because there is a question on that very matter so Wan-Bissaka it's a tough decision you know Wan-Bissaka and Maguire it's 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 a I still think it's a bit of a 50-50 call Maguire you know more of a goal threat he did have a goal ruled out in that game so it could have been a different story uh, Wan-Bissaka got the assist I think that's only his third assist of the season now I think he is improving in the final third I think that was clear in, in that game uh this week got that assist you know you need to have those lovely fixtures so again I think you can go for either or I think you just got to go personal preference do you prefer Wan-Bissaka who's probably slightly better for bonus and you know he's got the assist potential but then you've got Maguire who can get them goals from those nice Bruno Fernandes deliveries so again I think it's a very close call there and I think it comes down to personal preference between those two so Wan-Bissaka is in my thoughts now as well I mentioned Martial Unbelievable performance from Martial. That's the kind of performance, you know, United fans like myself would like to see a lot more often. He's got the potential to do that, you know, more often. Uh, I think that was the first hat-trick by a United player since the Alex Ferguson days, which is a crazy, crazy stat. 21 points for Martial. And, you know, I, I said to quite a few people last week, I was doing the Q&A on The Athletic, and a few people were asking me about Martial 
they're asking me questions, you know, do I prefer Martial or, or Richarlison for game week 31? And, and, you know, most of the time I just said Richarlison, and, and that was my honest answer last week. But I think now, given that performance, that changes my thoughts on Martial. I think the big one for him is it's having all those players behind him now to create for him. You know, we that was... I put a tweet out just before the United game. I said it was the most excited I've been to watch them for quite a while because you had Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, Rashford and Greenwood on the pitch, you know, behind Martial. A very exciting attacking, you know, threat there. So I think that's good news for Martial. You know, not overthinking this. He's he's the striker at Manchester United. He's a midfielder in FPL. He's only eight million. And he's just scored a hat-trick. I don't think you need to overthink it. I think you just get him if you can. And he's definitely in my thoughts for transfers this week, which I'll touch on again later as well. So Martial is right up there as my one of my most wanted players now. And you know that would be a triple up for me with Bruno and Rashford. And again, I'm going to come back to it because there is a question. But you know the fixtures are great for Manchester United, so I really don't mind that triple up. That that hat-trick brought Martial to 14 goals for the season. His previous best. In, in a campaign was 11. So he is having his best season in terms of goals. So hopefully he can keep that going now, right up until game week 38. Another attacker I've added to the watch list after Sergio Aguero looks like he's out for the rest of the season. I've added Gabriel Jesus at 9.6 million. Now, obviously he didn't start against Chelsea. So that that does put me off him. And, and I knew that I knew, I knew that could happen. You know, Pep Guardiola, he, he, he said it himself. He's got other options to play to play the number nine role. So Jesus is not guaranteed to start week in, week out. You know, the league's gone now. So what is Pep going to do with his starting 11s? We don't know. I, st- I do still think there's better options than Jesus, but he's he's on my watch list for now. Uh, and I'm going to monitor it over the next game or two and see how much game time he gets. He could be a very good option, but 9.6 million is a lot to pay for a player that's not guaranteed to start every game. Uh, Liverpool, it's Liverpool next for Manchester City. So obviously a very tough fixture. But after that, City have a very nice run right up until the end of the season. Final player I've added to the watch list, another striker. He's only 4.4 million. He joins Greenwood on the watch list at the same price. It's Eddie Nketiah at Arsenal. He got a start again against Southampton, and I was very impressed by him. Obviously, he got gifted the goal, but apart from that, I thought he he had a, you know was a very good performance. And you know, every time I've seen him since he's come back to Arsenal under Mikel Arteta, I've been impressed by him. Four point four million. He's he's a player. You know, I think he can bring him in, but I wouldn't want to rely on him every week. He's more of a he's more of a first sub option, or maybe even a second sub option for your team, and maybe someone you can play in good fixtures like Norwich, which is the next fixture. So very good bench option, especially if you're playing a 3-5-2 formation or or a 4-4-2. So as I mentioned, it is Norwich next, but it's important to remember there's FA Cup games this weekend, which makes things quite tricky because it's a case of we're going to be setting up our FPL team on Saturday morning. And then on Saturday and Sunday, there's going to be four FA Cup games. So some of our players are going to be playing FA Cup they could get injured, and if they do get injured, there's nothing we can do because the FPL deadline is gone. So bear that in mind with your moves this week, and in particular, I think, with the captaincy, because it could be a case of you're picking a captain on Saturday morning, but then he has to go and play an FA Cup game. So maybe it's a case of it's probably safer this week to go for a captain that doesn't have an FA Cup fixture. So again, I'll talk about that more at the end of the podcast. Those eight teams who do have FA Cup this weekend are Arsenal, Manchester United, Man City, Leicester, Chelsea, Sheffield United, 
Newcastle and Norwich. Four players removed from the watch list. Stephen Bergwijn at Spurs because he didn't start and I prefer Son anyway. I removed Ducuri from Watford as well. Again, he didn't start and I also prefer Saar from the Watford attack. I removed Stevens from Southampton because he is suspended now. And I removed Matt Ritchie as well because he's picked up an injury. And I'll, I'll just monitor that. If it looks like he's going to be back for, for the weekend, I'll just add him back to the watch list then. So that, that's the watch list update going into game week 32. Harry's sponsors the 59th Minute Podcast. Harry's was founded by Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were sick and tired of overpriced razors. Jeff and Andy knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. And now, by taking less profit, Harry's offers great quality products for a fair price. Their amazing quality blades are now almost half the price of the leading five-blade brand. Harry's trial set includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades, rich lather and shave gel, and a travel blade cover. As a listener of the 59th Minute Podcast, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foam and shave gel and a travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash the 59th minute right now. That's harrys.com forward slash the 59th minute. Thanks as always to everyone who sent in the questions on Twitter. You can do so each week at FPL General. Just keep an eye out for my tweet and reply with your question. I've picked out some of the main ones here that will cover the main talking points going into the weekend's action. First one is from Dan Parsons. Dan is asking, and this is what I kind of mentioned already, is a United triple up in attack just a knee-jerk reaction or is it a logical strategy? So I would actually say the answer to that question, it's probably both. It is knee-jerk, of course, but I also think it is a logical strategy. As I mentioned, I'm already on double attack. I've got Bruno Fernandes and Rashford. Very happy with those two. I'm, I'm strongly considering adding Martial into the mix this week as well. I've got two free transfers, so I can I can use those two to downgrade a defender and get Martial in for Harvey Barnes, who is a rotation risk now. So I think it is a very viable strategy. I still like the defence as well. As I mentioned, one of Maguire or one Bissaka. I also like David De Gea as a goalkeeper option as well. But I think as a United fan, I think I might just have a bit of fun for the season and just back them to, to continue playing well and go triple up an attack for those nice fixtures and hopefully they continue to score two, three, four goals a game. Next question came in from FPL Sponge. What are your plans for Manchester City assets after game week 32 with their good fixtures? And Sponge mentions Jesus, Mares, Foden or even Ederson. So what are my plans for City? I've only got Kevin De Bruyne and as Sponge mentions here, they've got very nice fixtures from game week 33 onwards. They've got Liverpool next, but then it's a very nice run. So in the back of my mind, I would probably like to add a second Manchester City attacker, but it's going to be pretty hard to do so if I've got Bruno, Martial, I've already got KDB, and I've still got Salah as well, who I'm who I'm happy enough, I think, to hold on to for, for another game or two. Um, so it's, it's probably pretty hard for me to, to fit in uh, a Man City midfielder. Obviously, Jesus, I mentioned, is an option, but I'm not that keen on it after he didn't start against Chelsea. So for me, I think 
The one I like most, I think, is Mares because of his price. And he's started every game since since the football's come back. And he's one of the players Pep mentioned, along with Sterling, that you know have very good fitness levels. And if they can play, you know, they recover very quickly. So they, they have a better chance of starting games than some of the others. Uh, obviously, a few niggles around now. Foden and Aguero's out as well. So more chance for these guys to start. So my plans are, I think, probably... You know, I would like to get a second player, probably Mares, but I think it's going to be pretty hard for me to do it unless I decide to sell Salah. So I'll give it another game or two, and then if if it looks like Salah is disposable, you know, if he starts getting rotated, which I expect Liverpool to do, then I'll probably will get rid of him for for a City midfielder, and you know, Sterling becomes an option then as well if if I lose Salah, and I, I do like those are the two I like most, Sterling and Mares, but I think Mares' price. Uh, that I think that's what makes him the most attractive. KDB, he's gone nowhere. I mean, look at him tonight. That free kick was was sensational. No reason, no reason to sell KDB. Um, you know, still playing well. Unless he starts getting benched very often, then for me, I'm, I'm probably just going to keep him for the for the season. You know, he is the best player in the league. Question from Ruslan: How would you rate Spurs assets? Can we trust them in defence until the end of the season? And what about Kane? It looks he looks like a great differential with no rotation risk. Um, I just, I forgot to mention um, Ederson there when I was talking about Man City. I think he's a very good option as well for the, for those fixtures. So just to touch on that before I forget, back to Spurs. Can we trust them in defence until the end of the season? I do have faith in in Spurs and Jose Mourinho to keep things tight now in their hunt for the Champions League. I know they haven't been great defensively under Mourinho in the past, but. I'm I'm quite confident that they will pick up quite a few clean sheets between now and the end of the season. You know, shutting out games one nil and two nil to get those vital three points that they need, like they did against West Ham. I really like Serge Aurier at five million. I think that I think he's underpriced at five million. If they can start keeping those clean sheets, he was fantastic going forward. I didn't watch the Spurs game, but read a few reports and watched the highlights, and Aurier was excellent in that game in the final third. Very unlucky. To come away with just six points in that game, really, you know, probably should have had a few bonus points for his for his performance. So I like Aurier. Um I like Youngman Son. I think Son is the best Spurs asset to pick up if you can get to him at his price. What are my thoughts on Harry Kane? I like him more than I did at this stage last week when I was recording. Uh, again, he looked pretty good from the small parts of the game I seen uh, the West Ham game. Obviously, got on the score sheet and you know had a very good chance as well off his left foot that you would expect him to score, and, and he put it just wide. But w- one thing I did notice about Kane was when he, when he scored that goal, you just go back and watch it and watch his celebration. He is absolutely gone. He's got absolutely no energy left. He's lying on the ground panting, trying to get his breath back. So you know, fitness levels with Kane are probably a bit of a worry watching him. You know, watching those highlights, but. You know, like 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 Ruslan says here, he's a good differential. He's going to play every game, which is going to be a big problem for a lot of other players over the next few weeks. So I like him. I like him as an option if you can get to him. I think he's a good option. He's 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 a decent option for captaincy as well. Captaincy is going to be extremely tricky over the next few weeks with rotation. Um, and Kane Kane is very reliable. You know, he's going to start. He's on penalties, so a nice safe captain option for for when they have. And they do have great fixtures as well. So I do like them more now than I did before. But I do also think there's still better value in the cheaper strikers. I've got Rashford, I've got Jimenez, I've got Calvert-Lewin. And I've got no intention of getting rid of any of those players. Even though Calvert-Lewin hasn't done anything since he came back. 
I still think he'll score more goals between now and the end of the season. So for me, there's no space for Kane, but I wouldn't put anyone off bringing him in. You know, especially if you if you want to try something different to make up a bit of ground. So I think Son's the best option. Kane is an option, and I think Aurier is a great option from their defence as well. Question from Ian Russell. Ian wants to replace Jack Grealish. Who should he replace him with? He's got 7.1 million to spend. Now, I would imagine there's a lot of people looking to get rid of Jack Grealish. Now, I was having a look. Over his last eight appearances, he's got seven blanks, so he has to go. Villa are dreadful, and, and Grealish, you know, Grealish hasn't looked great since, since the restart. So I think there's better options from better teams. Villa have awful fixtures as well. Next three, Wolves, Liverpool, Manchester United. So it feels like a good time to move away from Grealish. And I think looking at the watch list, the most obvious one that jumps out to me at 7.1 million or less is Christian Pulisic at Chelsea. 6.9 million. Chelsea have very good fixtures and Pulisic looked really good again tonight against Manchester City. Took his goal well. Had another one taken off the line, so could have been a brace for Pulisic. I expect him to get you know an extended run of starts now uh, under Lampard for the next few weeks. So I really like Pulisic. You know, he frustrated a lot of people earlier in the season. He went probably five, six, seven games without doing anything after that hat-trick, I think it was against Burnley. But, you know, watching him tonight, I think you can safely bring him in and, and have high hopes for him over the coming game weeks. There's always a chance of rotation with Pulisic, but, you know, you can say that for a lot of players now over the next few weeks. So I, I do like Pulisic as a replacement for Jack Grealish, if you can afford it. Question from Mad Manchester United fan. Now, I don't know if he's a mad Man United fan, as in he's a big Man United fan, or he's a mad Man United fan like me tonight because Liverpool have just won the league, so I'm going to have to go back and ask him. Um, the question is, what's your view on Harvey Barnes? He seems to have gone from hot to cold over these last two game weeks. So yeah, Harvey Barnes, amazing before lockdown, and he's been disappointing since. You know, He, he, he was subbed early in the first game, and then he didn't start the second game. So... That wasn't a surprise to me because Damari Gray played very well when he came on for Harvey Barnes um, last week. And I thought, you know, I mentioned last week, I thought Harvey Barnes was icing his hamstring anyway when he came off. So maybe there was something to that, maybe there wasn't. I didn't see anything to confirm that either way. So, but it wasn't a surprise to see Barnes on the bench. Gray is a very good player. And Barnes, Barnes even before lockdown, Barnes was a rotation player anyway. Often, you know, he comes off often. Um you know, 60, 70 minutes. So for me, Barnes, I think I'm going to sell him now because I can't really rely on him to start, you know, every every game. So I'm just going to move him to someone who who I can trust in that regard. So for me, yeah, I think I think it's okay to sell Harvey Barnes now. Yeah, watch him. Watch him score a hat-trick now once, once I get rid of him. Question from Sodden. Very simple question. Aubameyang, keep or sell? Aubameyang, he, he's one of the most frustrating FPL players. I think if you've kept him, if you've kept him now, if you kept him for the Southampton game, you've got to keep him for Norwich. You know, Norwich at home, best fixture you can get. And, you know, I would say no matter what he does in that game, you can probably let him go then. But I, it doesn't make sense to me. If you had him for the double game week, if you had him for Southampton, I think you have to give him that Norwich game just to pay pay back your patience. Surely, surely he gets something in that game. Now, of course, there's FA Cup for Arsenal this weekend. So if he starts and plays, you know, 90 minutes in that one, are you going to be worried that he doesn't play in the Norwich game then, which would just be the final nail in the coffin for Aubameyang backers? But I think 
if it was me, if I still had him, I would give him one more game, and and then and then let him go. Um, but I'm, but I'm as an owner, I'm already looking forward to his uh, to his two pointer against Norwich and watching the carnage of everyone who captains him just because of, because of the fixture. Question last question this week I will tackle is from Nick Frankfurt. What about Liverpool assets for the rest of the season? Uh, good question. I think a lot of people are going to be wondering the same. I've got a triple up. I've got Salah, Trent and Robertson. I'm looking to move away from that now. So Robertson might go this week and Salah may go at some point in the near future as well. I think Trent's the one I'm going to keep unless he starts getting you know, benched quite often, which could happen. Um, so for me, I think you can start moving away from them. Uh, I also think it's fine to keep them, but it's just it's very unpredictable how Klopp is gonna is gonna line up. Um, I would probably expect a strong a strong lineup against Manchester City um, this game week, and then we could see the rotation kick in after that. So I'm happy enough to keep Salah for that one, and obviously I'm happy enough to lose Robertson because I don't really see Liverpool keeping a clean sheet against Manchester City anyway. So for me, it's yeah, keep Trent, and and you can let the others go. Um, over the next few weeks, I think, you know, replace them with players who are guaranteed to start because there will be games where where Manny's on the bench, where Salah's on the bench, Firmino's on the bench. You know, it will happen, no doubt. Uh, Liverpool as well. It's I think the hard thing about letting them go is fixtures. They've got City next, which is obviously tough, but then they've got Villa at home, which is it's such a good fixture. Then it's Brighton and then it's Burnley. So it's it's you know I'm saying it's okay to sell them. But we know they'll probably punish us as well. But hopefully, you know, if we do sell them, the players we bring in can, can do the business as well. Hello, I'm James Richardson, host of the Totally Football Show, now part of the Athletics Podcast Network. We're going to be here following all the action as the 2020 football season reaches its belated conclusion. And if you're an Athletics subscriber, you can now hear exclusive ad-free versions of our show on the Athletic app. And don't worry, if you're not a subscriber, you can still listen to us for free with the occasional word from our sponsor by searching for The Totally Football Show on Apple, Spotify and all the usual podcast places. The Totally Football Show with me, James Richardson, still totally free and now totally ad-free on The Athletic. Game Week 32, Captaincy and Transfers. So as I mentioned, FA Cup makes captaincy a little bit tricky this week. So you've got to you've got to ask yourself the question if you're thinking about captaining, let's say, you know, a Bruno Fernandez or a Martial, you know, he plays FA Cup at the weekend, runs the risk of picking up an injury and then not, you know, showing up for your FPL team. So for me, I think I'm going to probably swerve the FA Cup teams for captaincy this week. And I think the most obvious place to go is Raul Jimenez. So reliable. You know, he scored in each of the game weeks back. I think he scored in four of the last five game weeks. If we go back to March as well. Aston Villa, what you know, you, you don't get a better fixture these days than Aston Villa, uh, maybe apart from Norwich. So I think Jimenez, um, that is where my armband is right now, and there's a good chance it will stay there. Manchester United are away to Brighton, so good fixture for captaincy there for Bruno, Martial or Rashford. As I mentioned, if you've got a Bamiang, I think you've probably got a captain him against Norwich. Um, and hopefully he can pay you back for all the pain you've had to go through for the last couple of game weeks. Spurs play Sheffield United away. Sheffield United have been really poor since the restart, so I think Son and Kane are captaincy options as well. And I think I would avoid the Liverpool-Manchester City game because obviously Liverpool have won the league now, and Man City obviously can't 
you know, there's no fight there anymore either. So I think that is a very unpredictable game. I think the lineups are very unpredictable. There could be lots of rotation in that one. So I think it's it's very hard to nail down a captaincy choice in that game. So I'd probably avoid it and look at some of the others that I mentioned. In terms of my transfers, what am I thinking? You know, the game week's just finished. So I've, I've, I haven't given it too much thought yet, but I do have one idea in mind. I've got two free transfers, so I banked last week. Uh, and I'm glad I did because it offers me a bit of flexibility now this week and I've got that extra week of information as well, which is always good. So I think I'll end up using my two free transfers. One option would be to to, to just make one, uh, just get rid of Harvey Barnes and roll the other transfer for next week. But there's not many options around six million in midfield that I like as a Harvey Barnes replacement. So I would rather upgrade him. And in order to do so, I need to take money from somewhere. And the most obvious place is Robertson. As I mentioned earlier, it was kind of my plan anyway. Once Liverpool win the league, move away from the triple up. So what I could do is, and I think this is probably a no-brainer transfer really, get rid of Harvey Barnes for Martial and downgrade Robertson to somebody like Serge Aurier. You know, Aurier's 5 million, Robertson's 7 million. So that frees up that money I would need to get Martial. Then I've got... You know, Aurier, uh, a good a good FPL defender with good fixtures. And I've got Martial, obviously, who's very explosive at just 8 million. So that would set me up nicely in that 3-4-3 formation that I already have. So I think there's a very good chance I will pull the trigger on those transfers. Now, now I could do it tonight because there's probably going to be price rises, but that doesn't bother me. It never bothers me unless I've got 0.0 million. And I had a look, I've got 0.3 million um, wiggle room there so I don't need to make a move just yet so I'll give it more thought and probably do it on Friday night instead of tonight so that's just an idea of what I probably will do with my transfers this week I think that's everything covered ahead of game week 32 thank you for taking the time to listen if you've enjoyed it please do give it a retweet on Twitter and leave a review on whatever platform you are using check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general if you would like to hear more content from me before the deadline good luck in game week 32 folks and i'll be back next friday with a preview ahead of game week 33